0: welcome back to the dylan kelly sports and gambling podcast i'm your host dylan kelly and it's friday baby it's time for the final gambling picks pod and i tried to tone it down just a little bit because i got a couple requests saying dude right off the hop you blew out my eardrums and i didn't hear the rest of your podcast so Hopefully, I didn't blow them out. I'll recap last night quickly, and then I'll get into the bets for the weekend. So, it was an absolutely brutal game last night. I sent out my TD score picks on Twitter, as always, but I told everyone out there, because I'm not a scumbag, that I'll tell you when I'm not confident in picks, and because of the two teams playing last night, I was not confident in any of my picks. I didn't know how many touchdowns were going to be scored. I even said on Tuesday, I thought, I think the overrunner was at like 40. I was like, bet the under. Bet the under. They're just they're too horrible. Case Keenum versus Teddy Bridgewater. Broncos versus Browns. When the Browns have all their weapons out, no, thank you. So the picks I let out were Courtland Sutton plus one eighty seven, Noah Fant plus two forty, and Donovan Peoples Jones at plus two twenty five. And like I said, I I hated every pick. I wasn't confident. I did think Noah Fant was going to score because he had nine receptions last week, so I thought they were going to use him again big time this week, but they didn't. Anyways, I get a response on Twitter from an absolute beauty. Brad Lowe, showing he also slapped some money down on DPJ. And at 8.21 p.m., right before kickoff, he gets labeled as questionable because he went out there running around in warm-ups and got hurt. Maybe the worst beat of all time. Luckily, I woke up today. Last night, it actually went through. I woke up today, and my bet was voided. So, Brad, I hope yours was too. You're an absolute beauty for sh- for. You know, responding, and that's why you have to be following me on all of my socials at Dylan Kelly nine seven nine seven, and on Twitter and Instagram for the podcast at Dylan Kelly Show because I'm always be, I'm always throwing out extra picks out there just because sometimes I'm just thinking stuff and I'm not going to record a one minute podcast so I'm just thinking things and I just toss it out on Twitter. So you should be I don't know you should be following along. Also, if you listen to this podcast and you end up interact with me on Twitter, I absolutely love that. I'll answer every single time. So. On to some picks. I said on Tuesday that I absolutely, like, hated the board. I thought the quality of games were down. I didn't like the massive spreads. Not a lot of value in the money line overall. And it's just, I, did, I wasn't a big fan of the board when I looked at it, especially right, right off the hop this week. With that being said, I couldn't find the money line parlay. And I know people are going to be like, Dylan, that thing is like, Jamal Adams, the best in the nation. The best in the nation. Lab to. Not an impression guy, but yeah, you guys all heard about that on Sunday night. (laughs) Anyways, it's sitting at 0-6 on the year, so I know everyone's going to be all up in arms like, why aren't we getting the money line Parlay? But I'm switching it up this week. I am doing an all-out Overs Parlay. Die young and bet Overs. That's what we're going with. But before we get into the picks, I actually have one more thing before we get into the picks. I have to pose a question to you guys, to the community, the small but large just like me small but large community it's been brought to my attention that there may be a better name for the podcast people have been like hey dude the the cover are the young buck bets the young buck bets podcast would be better than the dylan kelly sports and gambling podcast and realistically i like both i mean i go by the the young buck is kind of like the pseudo name right like it was my gamer tag i got nicknamed as like a, a genuine nickname that a lot of people know me by so i don't mind going by that I'm going to post it up on my Instagram, on my Twitter. I'm going to put a poll. I'm going to put it to you guys. If you guys want it to be Young Buck Bets, the Young Buck Bets pod, or the Dylan Kelly Sports and Gambling pod, whatever you guys pick, we'll just roll with that. The merch will roll out as whatever you guys want it to, and we will get this thing rolling officially. But with all that being said, let's get into the picks. And like I said, I have an overs parlay, and it is uh, in the Tennessee versus Kansas City game over 57 and a half and the Baltimore versus Cincinnati game over 47. I'll break it down game by game. So here we go. I'll start with the KC and t- versus Tennessee over 57 and a half. And you might be like, dude, you're insane. 57 and you're touching the biggest, the biggest total on, on the week. Yes, I Am, and I feel real good about it. The Titans have hit the over in four of their six games so far this season, and so has Kansas City. So in 12 games, the over between these two teams is eight and four. It's hit eight times. Both teams average a high number of points per game so far this season, with the Chiefs averaging 30.8 and the Titans averaging 27.7. But the big story here will be the defenses. Both defenses aren't good, and especially if you talk about the Chiefs, horrible. The Chiefs D on average gives up 29.3 points per game. So if you're following along, they average 30 points for and 29 points against per game. That's 59 points scored in Chiefs games on average. This overhits in a Chiefs game on average. That's insanity. Like they'll even go higher than that sometimes, right? If you get two teams that go 30, they'll go higher. On average, just by points alone, the Kansas City will hit this by themselves by scoring enough points and giving up enough points, whoever they play. So the Chiefs D has given up on average 133.2 rush yards per game to opposing teams. And oh, yeah. They're playing Derrick Henry this year. So let me talk about him for a second. In the last three weeks, he's averaging 143 rush yards per game and has seven touchdowns in those three games. We all saw what he did on uh, Monday night against the Bills. He's a a special guy. He's going to be the number one pick in all fantasy drafts next year. Mark my words, although it's not that bold. I think he was number three this year. Every time the Titans have played a bad defense this year, they scored a ton of points. 33 against Seattle, 37 against Jacksonville, 34 last week against Buffalo, which is actually a good defense statistically. And this Chiefs D is just as bad as any in the league. I'm expecting like four scores, at least from the Titans, 28 points, maybe put a field goal in there, 31. I, I, no matter... (laughs) I like I like from the Titans perspective of them putting up 30 and then like the Chiefs offense doesn't even really need to be talked about. Everyone knows what they can do. They have all the weapons. They'll just be I'll just I would just be repeating what you've heard or seen over the last two seasons. If I really go in depth with the Chiefs offense, it's almost guaranteed that they're going to put up 30 a night. One final note on this game is that both of these teams turn the ball over a ton. And if that means pick sixes and like good starting field position is going to be in play all night, I love the over here. So leg 1 of the parlay is KC and Tennessee, yeah, the Chiefs and Tennessee Titans over 57.5. And like I said, leg 2, Baltimore versus Cincinnati over 47. This one this one was like a straight up feel for pick, feel pick. For me, I can't even speak today. I saw this number and I jumped on it instantly before doing like all full research just because I have a really good feel for the team. For some reason, I find myself watching the Bengals a little bit this year and I've seen the Ravens play the last two or three weeks and they have been rolling. So I feel good about this pick. Right off the bat, I see Cincy has only hit the over once so far and Baltimore's only three and three hitting the over and under. So keep in mind, the Bengals have played the Bears, Steelers, Jaguars, and Lions. So unless the Bengals are going to put up 35 themselves, they just aren't going to hit the over because the other team's offense stinks. And like that's kind of the beauty of this week. The other team's offense doesn't stink this week. The Ravens are absolutely rolling. The Bengals average 24.7 points per game this season. And if they can just do what they average, maybe even like a couple points less, this over hits The Ravens have scored 31 or more points in four out of the six games so far this season and have put up 31 and 34 in the last two weeks. Knowing the Ravens are probably going to come in and put up 30 or more on Sunday, I'm all in on this over at 47 flat. You get the hook as the pros say. So my over parlay is Kansas City Chiefs and Tennessee Titans over 57.5 and baltimore and tennessee over 47 if you bet small whatever if you i think it's like if you put 20 bucks on it you win 72 that is probably where i'm gonna be on it it's just like it's an over parlay it's something good there you go there's a unit size for it 20 bucks pays 72 that's probably where i'm gonna be all over it like i said die young and bet overs baby i'm actually kind of excited for that one i love watching games just cheering for points quickly before I get into the spread picks, I do want to address all of the trade rumors for Deshaun Watson, and I this is a kid's show, so remember that, and I'm not going to be in here cussing this guy out, but this is a kid's show. If you don't know about this guy, just give him a quick Google search, and you'll find out literally all you need to know in one headline. It's an absolute joke that this guy is even being talked about, and Roger Goodell and the NFL should be embarrassed to have this guy making headlines within their league. It just, it it absolutely, it had to be said. They should be embarrassed. He should be nowhere around that league. Speaking of scumbags, don't ever pay for picks. Just come here. Listen, there's so many guys out there that give picks out for free. Guys like me, guys I actually respect in this industry. Don't be going to guys that are saying, hey, help me donate to my wife's girlfriend to get her home from the hospital and then turn around and say I'm betting hundred grand on this game the next minute. It's just scumbag stuff. Don't pay for picks come to your boy right here anyways i'll start on the spread this week we'll get to my dog of the week but we'll start on the spread so i have the over in this game already already now i'm all worked up my heart's racing i almost just need a simple water. but here we go you know what we're going to use that energy for the podcast ravens minus 6.5 versus the Bengals. i've already broke down this game stats for it to like for it to hit the over so i'll just go over it quickly um the game is in Baltimore. Baltimore's 3-0 at home this season. The three games they played at home this season, they put up 36, 31, and 34 points. So they love playing on their own track. Um, the Bengals' offense is good, but not good enough to keep up with the way this Ravens team is rolling right now, especially watching them last week against the Chargers. like They just dominated, man, dominated. The Ravens may be without Latavius Murray here, but if, they have, if they've proven anything, it's that you can almost play any capable running back into that system and they'll achieve some level of su- success. Mark Ingram in 2019, 2019 in that system, he ran for a 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns for them. He is now one of the most washed up running backs in the league. I'm pretty sure I saw a stat that he averages the least amount of yards per touch in the league. This guy had a 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns with the Ravens two seasons ago. It's just the Ravens system and their offensive line, and the way they can go. Lamar opens up little doors for them. They they can run, so even if Murray can't go, I'm comfortable knowing that Devontae Freeman will step in. They got Le'Veon Bell back there. They're going to do a similar job as Latavius Murray. So, like I said, I more or less covered this game already. So I'm looking at it like I'm looking it in. I'm locking it in. Jesus, I can't talk today. I'm locking it in. My first spread pick of the week is the Baltimore Ravens minus six point five versus the Cincinnati Bengals. And with that being said, let's get a word from Bounty Sports. If you've made it this far, thank you for listening. But let me tell you about the sponsor of this podcast, Bounty Sports, the Pick'em Style daily fantasy sports website and app where you can join tournaments for as little as $1. They run tournaments in NFL, NHL, NBA, MLB, UFC, soccer, and even the PGA. Go on my Twitter at Kelly 9797 and sign up using my link to let them know I sent you. And you get a free $5 when you sign up using my link. You could use that for five different tournaments and make absolute bank. Bounty sports. Pick quick. Win big. That guy just continues to kill ads. Somebody get him an ad deal. Okay, so like I said, on to the second spread pick. Strap in. Make sure there's nothing expensive around and enjoy the Jameis Winston show because we're on the Saints minus 4.5 versus Seattle in the Monday Nighter. This season has been, uh, the Saints' season has been so. Weird so far. In the first week, they blew out the Packers. They put up 38 points. Then they lost to the Panthers in week two and they only scored seven points. They've beaten the Packers, Patriots, and the Washington football team, but lost to the Panthers and the New York football Giants. I always think that's cool when people say it. I've always wanted to say it. The New York football Giants. Anyways, those are their two losses the Panthers and the Giants. So they have some good wins, but some seriously bad losses. I just think they're a real team. They're coming off a bye week. They have a quarterback in Jameis that has explosive potential. They have a running back that has a potential to take over any game in Alvin Kamara. And that's just more than what Seattle is bringing to the table here in this one. The Saints rank 31st in yards per game and 31st in pass yards per game. And that might be a little bit alarming. But if Seattle had played with Geno Smith all season, they would be too. They would be right there at the bottom with the Saints. Like, it, there's no question in my mind. It's crazy how much Russell Wilson masks how bad this team is. And the three TDs that he just throws moon balls on every week absolutely saves them and makes us think that this is a competitive team when in reality, it's just Russell Wilson keeping the Seattle Seahawks teams in games. Geno Smith is 12 and 20 as a starter in, in his career like that's his record 12 wins 20 losses as a starter in his career and he hasn't started more than one game in a season since 2014 since 2014 he's only started three games one of them being last week and he's prone to lots and lots of turnovers also they have no Chris Carson to fall back on and they'll have to lean on Alex Collins Alex Collins has missed every practice this week with a groin injury he may not play. So now you're relying on Geno Smith and the, and a, a banged-up third and fourth and fifth-string backfield to get you through this one against the Saints. I know Jameis Winston, he's not a star, and he's also prone to having those games where he throws four four picks and two fumbles and has six turnovers. But he's playing one of the worst defenses in the league in Seattle. They ranked 27th in takeaways, and we've all seen the clip of Jamal Adams, the best in the nation, Jamal Adams, of having the ball go right off his mouth, right off his mouth last week. And it, it's just instead of getting an easy pick, and that is the story for every player on this Seattle defense. They just don't have playmakers. They can't tackle well. They don't force turnovers. They just don't have it. With all that being said, lock in the second spread pick of the week. It's the Saints minus four and a half over the Seahawks. Now it's on to my dog of the week. And usually when I look through the money line odds on Betway, on under, like an underdog jumps off the page at me in terms of value. This week, I really didn't have it. go over a few of the underdogs that I kind of like we're over, but it's you'll, you'll be able to see what I'm talking about. This week, it was the Dolphins plus 115. The Titans plus 180, the Eagles plus 130, the Giants plus 130, and the Colts at plus 170. The Titans kind of jump off the page of me, but I like them more on the spread. I think they're like minus four and a, or plus four and a half right now. I like them more on the spread than I do on the money line. And the only other one I like is the Colts at plus 170 over the 49ers. And I know the 49ers are coming off a bye week, but who cares? I'm going to be honest. I liked it more when Trey Lance was going to start, but now it's kind of looking like Jimmy's Jimmy G is going to be back and starting for the 49ers, so that kind of brings a little bit of worry in for me. But the guy's going to be rusty. He hasn't played in a few weeks. The Colts come in with a 2-4 and four record on the season, which is almost impressive considering the injuries to Wentz at QB, Paris Campbell at wide receiver, and multiple injuries to the defense. On top of that, they played the Seahawks with Russ, the Rams, the Titans, and the Ravens already this year. And those are their four losses. So, like, are you really expecting the Colts to come out and beat us, uh, like, with Russell Wilson, the Seahawks, the Rams, the Titans, or the Ravens? Like, I, I wouldn't at the start of the season, but they played those teams close and they played tough games. They play good teams tough and they have killed both bad teams they played this season when they beat the Dolphins 27 17 and they beat the Texans to 31 3. So, like I said, they play. Good teams tough and they kill bad teams. And the 49ers are not a good team, and that's why I like the Colts on Sunday night, especially at +170 on the money line. You may look at San Francisco's team stats, especially on offense and think they're a good team, but they played four bad to horrible defenses in 5 of their games so far this year. So this will be one of their toughest challenges to date. The San Francisco defense struggles to get turnovers, only forcing two turnovers through five games so far this season. And that ranks last in the league. Last in the league. They've only gotten two turnovers in five games. And that is more than needed. That is an advantage we will take when we're betting on Carson Wentz. We are going to need all of that. We need nobody. We need every ball to be like the Jamal Adams. Just go right off his mouth. Every ball. San Francisco not forcing any turnovers all season. It's not going to happen this week. I assume the Colts will keep the ball in the out of Wentz hands anyways. With the game plan like as as San Francisco like they just don't stop the run very well. They allow 113.2 y- uh, yards per game on the ground. And the Colts have plenty of horses in their stable at running back, headlined by a red red hot Jonathan. Taylor to take advantage of this bad run. D. There it is. That's the money line, of the, or that's the dog of the week on the money line. Lock it in Colts plus 170 on the money line versus the 49ers. But before I get out of here until Tuesday, I will go over just a couple. Quick bets that I think I'm just going to take on the side. I also like the Pats at minus seven. It That minus seven number is at plus 100 on Betway, which is kind of why it's enticing to me. I do think the Pats are going to blow the Jets out. Last time they played, I believe the Pats beat them 25 to six. So I think I'm going to be on the Pats at minus seven over the Jets. I'll also probably do a little parlay just for fun. And it'll probably be like the Raiders on the money line versus the Eagles and the Titans at plus four and a half because you heard why I like them. Um, I just don't think the Chiefs are going to be able to uh, stop Derrick Henry in the run. But if you're tailing those, tail them with caution. Those are strictly I test bets and me just testing my knowledge. So if you're going to tail them, that's just you trusted me. And guess what? I'm losing with you. I got a message on Twitter actually where someone was like, "I actually like this because I know you bet them and I know you lose because I listen and I could hear when you're pissed talking about the recaps." It's true. If if we lose, I lose too. I. I There's no other way. I'm never going to give out a pick that I don't bet. So, I'm kind of laughing at myself here, too. I said I hated the board, and then I'm pretty sure I just gave you guys, what, seven bets? Seven bets, and it's only Friday. And I absolutely hated this board, but that's why you listen to this podcast, because you wanted to get inside the mind of a degenerate gambler, and here I am for you, the degenerate gambler, gambler Dylan Kelly. So here we go. A quick little recap of the bets. The over parlay, Baltimore and Cincinnati over 47. Kansas City and Tennessee over 57 and a half. I got the Saints minus four and a half over the Seahawks. We got the Ravens minus six and a half over the Bengals. And I got the Colts plus 170 over the 49ers. Don't forget to go vote on the poll on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, on Twitter and Instagram at the socials pod at Dylan Kelly show to pick the name of the podcast. I'll see you guys on Tuesday. Let's.